Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome back in. As you can see, a little different setup than normal. Uh, we have a guest with us today, Taylor with Orlando City UK. Thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing over there? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, nice to be uh, to chatting to you after a uh, dub. Yeah, no, it is nice. I would have to agree. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, not all of us can say that we have two dubs on the weekend. You're over in the UK. We support Premier League teams. Chelsea, embarrassing loss. United, embarrassing loss. And Arsenal squeak it out with about, what I don't yeah. even think should have been a pen, to be honest. One loss more embarrassing than the other. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. You know, 3-1 to a 10-man West Ham squad. All right, we're here to talk Orlando City and not <laughs> the got to give you some shit for the amount of shit you gave me on Saturday. So, man, I got one to you. <laughs> Say it again. The man's got a vent. <laughs> I got so much stick on Saturday, all for it to just – Bryce was Bryce isn't here. He was the one who was talking the most. So, <laughs> fair. But you also gave me some stick. So, it goes both ways. So I had uh, one team lose 3-1, but then when I saw I had one win 3-1, uh, everything happened in the second half of that match. Uh, first half, a little boring to watch. Uh, I don't know how much you were at work, and Taylor obviously is in a different time zone. So I don't know exactly how much you got to watch, but from what you saw, what were some like uh, standout points that you want to talk about? Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, from what I saw, I woke up happy, first and foremost. Um, and I really didn't know what the score was going to be, you know. Obviously, the guys had, um, you know, had a couple of weeks off after League's Cup. So, I really didn't know what to expect because Fire have actually been in kind of half-decent form themselves. So, I was really pleasantly surprised to see the uh, the 3-1 result. Um, getting the general sentiment from um, scrolling um, Twitter. Um, most people said, you know, the first half, like you guys just said there, non-event, you know, not a lot happening. Um, so it's really good to see, you know, that obviously we conceded early in that second half, but um, the team's responding now, you know, they're, they're showing fight and heart in, um, in tough spots, you know. Um, and to be honest with you, like I said, we know Oscar Pereira's sides can, um, can perform well on the road, you know, they can dig it out on the road. I think we've only dropped three losses all season um, at this point, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's like the second best record in all of MLS. So, um, yeah, I was super happy and it was a great way to, uh, you know, start going down the stretch. Uh, so one thing that kind of stood out to me was Duncan McGuire only had 20 touches. Uh, he's been great all season long. And it's nice to see the rest of our attack, even the midfield, getting involved in goals. But do you think there's something going on right now? Because uh, two games in a row where Duncan's just kind of been not there. What do you think is going yeah. on to affect that? Yeah, and it's it, it's strange, isn't it? Because like we expect so much of him now because he's been absolutely amazing. But um, but it will come. I'm not I'm not too concerned about it to be honest with you. Um, like you said, it's right. You know, twenty touches. You'd expect him to have more. Um, but you know, um, it's MLS. Um, he's in a moment. He's definitely overachieved. I think you know he would say that all of our supporters would. And um, so far this season. Um, but remind me with the, the lineups because, as I said, it's not one I managed to watch live. Did, did Mauricio play? Yes. And he came off in the 79th. I think uh, Ojeda replaced him, if I'm not incorrect. Correct. 
you did because um i was wondering whether because he's our, our main connector um whether he was fit but if he was yeah <laughs> maybe slightly concerning um but yeah well like i said going back to my first point it was what was really reassuring despite Maguire being on the fringes of the game was was the response i mean i think it was three or four minutes wasn't it um carter hayner's equalizer after pineda so um see i think we can draw a lot a lot from that um especially after you know a few a few weeks on the training field yeah i think that really says a lot about the team and the mentality and and how we want to approach games um especially coming off the break like you said the first half you could tell we've been out for three weeks it was yeah. it was kind of rough for both bad. sides yeah. yeah uh but we start to see ourselves grow into the game in the second half and to respond as quickly as we did, I think that speaks for their, the management, the team, the, where we're at right now. Absolutely. And I mean, the double pivot, I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second, because, I mean, that's been the real plus point of 2023, Orlando City, um, the combination of Wilder Cartagena and um, Cesar Araujo in there. That's the two, you know, they've been absolutely excellent this season. And, um I mean, two lone players on the score sheet, um, Ivan Angulo and um, Cartagena. I mean, I want Luis Muzi, you know, get those permanent deals signed up. I think, you know, now we're heading down the stretch. I want to be seeing those guys in um, in purple heading into 2024 as well. I think everybody here has said that Ivan Angulo is somebody we have to get done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, Cartagena with coming in in that double pivot has added him yeah. even more so. I would say he is than getting at the yeah, Ivan Angulo deal on. You were saying Cartagena? Yes. Better, yeah. I would say he's probably priority number one. Uh just because he is so crucial to our midfield that without him we look like night and day. It's mm-hmm. bad. It's almost a different squad. When you get both Cartagena and Araujo on the score sheet, Araujo with the assist and Cartagena with the goal. You can't really ask for much more from a midfield. It's kind of Araujo was up and down beginning of the season. Last season, his rookie year at MLS, and he was getting yeah, it was last season, right? His first year, and he was getting rookie of the year shots at the very beginning just because of his play style. It was very defensive. Um, and then one thing we were kind of talking about with him was him getting forward and getting better with his passing. And now that he's starting to add that into his game, and then even get on the score sheet with the assists and the goals recently. From what I can remember, uh, the midfield is starting to turn into a complete midfield yeah. that has everything in his locker. And yeah. I'd say the same thing about Cartagena, too. He can pretty much do everything on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, no, I was really, really impressed, um, well, thus far, you know, with his season that he's put in. Um, you know, we saw a glimpses of him, didn't we, at the back end of last season. But, I mean, he's really taken 2023 um, by storm in the middle of the pitch. Um, so, yeah, super, super happy with that. I mean, the other takeaway, um, full-time after the fire game, I mean, we was all delighted with three points. But, um, I mean, I am concerned about this um, Antonio Carlos injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, you know, like I said, the legend of Schlegel and the penalty kicks. But for me, you know, Schlegel's okay for a couple games. But it's a big drop-off for me, um, Antonio Carlos, down to Schlegel. And then beyond that, I mean, it's academy guys like Thomas Williams. So, I mean, heading down the stretch, I don't know the full extent of Antonio Carlos's injury, but... You know, that's a concerning thing um, and that could potentially derail us, you know, kind of staying in the top four. Um, I'm hoping it's not too bad. I don't know if you guys have heard any any more on his injury. 
I know that I haven't heard anything about it. Um, we say the same thing about Schlager too. Uh, we feel that he's a better guy coming off the bench um, when we need to close out games, maybe in a three back to five back look. Um, but anytime you rely on him for a full the decision making is his biggest downfall. And that's going to be something that could potentially hurt us if Antonio isn't healthy for the rest of the season. Yeah. The decision making and the positioning, when to step up, when, when to commit a foul. Uh, it's just like decisions that are rash and just something that's kind of off the cuff. Just decisions that you're going to get um, to my he wasn't even the what? What is that? No. Never mind. Saw a little glitch, but I think we're good. You're still here, Taylor. Yeah. Sorry, it was just glitching a little. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say it's glitching out. All right. All right. So then, uh, to Antonio Carlos, the the availability report didn't have him listed. It was only Junior Urso, Mikey Holiday, and Gaston Gonzalez still on that list. And then for Antonio not to be there, I didn't even think injury at first. My mind went straight back to the links with Fluminense and him mm -hmm. possibly transferring out. But now that it's come out that it is an injury, I'm hoping that's not just like a smoke screen as to something more going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, a couple, it was like a couple of months ago, wasn't it, the links about him going back to um, to Brazil? And I mean, it really looked like he was going, didn't it? And then, um, and then you know, it's, it's all gone quiet on that front since. So... It sucks that he's injured, really, because, I mean, you know, everyone around the league, um, not just Orlando City supporters, knows how strong the uh, the Jansen-Carlos partnership is. So, um, you know, Rodrigo, you know, he's, he's been in Orlando for a while now. He knows what's expected, but um, I don't think we can rely on him as much as we can with, um, with Carlos. I mean, you know, we're here to pick the bones out of the game. You know, he was rash on Pineda's opener for, uh, for fire at the weekend. You know, we've yeah. seen the rashness in his game where Carlos is a bit more measured, you know, has a bit more composure. So, um, so yeah, that's something I'm <laughs> waiting to uh, to check the MLS injury report and hoping for good news. Isn't it nice, though, as Orlando fans, to be able to sit here and talk about what we've got, though, now, not what we need? Like, we have a strong centre-back pairing. We're talking about a midfield that's a staple for us now. Like, we're starting to build a, a foundation here. We're starting to not we've built the foundation now we're starting to build up yep. so it's finally good to see these type of things happening now obviously depth is an issue for us still in certain areas but then in other areas we have tons of depth so we're still figuring it out but i think for our fan base in general we should be very excited about what we've built here and what we've got going for the future yeah it's not going to be a it, we're not going to be lafc never going to be lafc and and spending however much money, whether legal or not, on Gareth Bale, Cifuentes, Dennis Buonga, whoever. Um, yeah, what? People down below us as well. Oh, yeah, we're not going to be inter-messy. Um, but, you know, the Wilfs came in, and I think that's, that's changed a good amount. We've got a little more money. Uh, not LAFC money, like I said, but enough to, to make it where we're competitive. I think we're currently in a home playoff spot which helps us out tremendously uh, in the long run. So if we can keep that, keep this momentum going, show players, hey, we're competing. We're going far in the playoffs. We're competing for a title. We just won an Open Cup. We can get a trophy if we want to each season. Will we? Maybe not as tough in the MLS, but if we can continue that and then show that we are that competitive club that will be there every season, I don't see reason to complain. 
Yeah, and I mean the the irony of now being in um in the fourth spot. It's kind of where I and many other Orlando City supporters expected us to be for most of the season. The fact we've only kind of mm -hmm. just got up there, it's it's taken longer than we all expected it to. But um, but I mean the huge thing is that this team hasn't given up on given up on Oscar Pereira. Uh, many supporters did earlier in the season, you know. Um, even me, and I'm a huge yeah. huge Papi fan, but even me, I was kind of like, would this be would this be better served going in a different direction? And um, since the Miami game, the league game, when we won down there, everything changed in terms of mentality and confidence and belief. And um, and it's absolutely fantastic. You know, so credit to the front office for kind of, you know, um, not not firing, you know, not letting the axe fall and, and sticking with with Oscar because he and his um, coaching staff, the Bazans and everyone, you know, they've they've put in the hard yards on the training field and um, and we've seen it. I mean, I've got the, uh, the season, the Wikipedia up now and, you look at the Reds, you know, the defeats. It's only New England Revolution and Ralph Salt Lake over, well, since mid-May that we've lost. Yep. So, I mean, the, the team has completely turned it around. I've got to tell you guys, I saw something hilarious on, um, I don't know what the feature is called on MLS earlier, but um, not the power rankings, but something like that. And they were basically doing kind of each MLS team, you know, like a kind of mid-season report. And um, for Orlando City, it was a couple of sentences because no one likes yep. us and they don't really talk too much about us. And a couple of sentences said we're still kind of waiting for it to click. And it couldn't be further from <laughs> yeah. the truth, honestly, because it has yep. clicked. You know, and we were so eager for it to click earlier in the season. But um, like I said, since that Miami game, it has clicked. And we, it's, it's a, something we, none of us, you know, you guys support English teams as well. No football, no soccer fan ever wants to hear it's going to take time for these guys to uh, to click. Um, but it did for us. You know, we did bring in a lot of players in the off-season and they just needed that time to gel. And um, we've seen it, fortunately. We're going to just take a quick pause, time out. We're back again with another word from our friends over there at Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf. And you can even place your NFL futures bets. You can take the Steelers at plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl. You can take my New York Jets for plus 1,200 or Duval with 2,500. Or the good old Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 12,500. <laughs> okay, buddy. That online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And yet again, as every episode, Owen, you still cannot bet online. But make sure everybody else that can, you check that link out. Use the 50% bonus welcome, BELIEVE. Uh, check it all out. Welcome bonus. <laughs> bonus welcome welcome bonus same thing bud yeah there's nothing like technical difficulties to help you run an ad right okay that's great uh i think we were talking about oscar pareja right turning the ship around uh you were in the middle uh, of your talking point there taylor so we're gonna let you continue yes i mean as i was kind of saying um so 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 glad he's turned it around i mean he turned around the whole kind of losing culture um with orlando city and like the TIFO said at the uh, the beginning of this season, you know, hungry for more. Um, we were all hungry for more after that Open Cup. 
win. And um, the early season was tough. Like I said, I'm, I'm a massive, massive Pappy fan. Met him. He's such a great guy. You know, he's, he's brought me brilliant memories. And I really wanted him to steer the ship around. Um, you know, but, you know, it's the club over the head coach always. You know, I want what's best for Orlando City. So right now I've kind of got both and I'm so glad, you know, we're, we're, you know, looking at it and um, we've dropped two games, you know, since um, since middle middle of May, which is absolutely incredible considering, you know, the inconsistencies at the start of the season. Yeah, I could say that everybody in here agrees with your feelings at the beginning of the season. We all felt like it was probably time to move on from Poppy. We probably got a lot of shtick from it because of the Arsenal fan TV movement that started with the, the wanger out. Everybody drew that conclusion that, like, we're just here to do the exact same thing and sure. we're pushing for Poppy out and it's an agenda that we have to run. But we all said we really hope we get proved wrong because he is a great guy. We really like what he's done and he's, he's given us all some great memories that we haven't had as an Orlando City yeah. fan for a long time. So, yeah. so glad yeah. to see that he's he's turned it around. And like you said, the only two losses that we, we have, the only two red, are Philly and RSL, correct? New England. New England, New, New England, England, RSL. New England, yeah, New England and RSL, which you know they're they're tough, tough away games. So you know there's no shame in losing those ones, especially RSL. You know, altitude and um, a long away day. So um, we've really done ourselves proud. And I think um, watching the highlights, I think we still hold the second best road record in MLS East and West Conference. So mm -hmm. you know that's a very good record to have. And since that Miami game, I think we've taken the third most in the entire Eastern Conference point, points-wise. The only two teams above us are Philly and RSL. Yeah, we've climbed the table pretty well. So yeah, we definitely we were talking about that Miami game, and we talked about it going into it that this could be like a linchpin game for us. We could either see something happen here, or we're going to stagnate. And winning a derby game away in the fashion that we did, it really kind of catapulted our season, and we've kept on the momentum. And it's been great to see. Yep. And I think that was the one as well. I think if if Oscar lost that game down at Drive Pink, you know, um, who knows? You know, we'll never know whether the um, Wolves would have pressed the button then. But that really was a game we needed to win. Unfortunately, we did. I think that's been probably the surprise of the season. The results as of recent, because historically, you know, we all have experienced the dog days of summer. Um, <laughs> so... It, to, to start winning games and to get points at this stage of the season is, for us, kind of unprecedented, which is why we were probably all calling for Poppy's head because we know we're losing points at the start of the season. We're going to need those come this time, which it ended up being, you know, kind of flipping the script. Yeah. Um, so it's just been kind of great to see. I was yeah. going to say, at the beginning of the season, I think we usually pick up more points than we do in the summer coming into the, the latter part of, latter stages of the season. Um, and like you said, the, the script was flipped. And I didn't expect it. When we were at the highest point of Poppy out, I just thought there was no way he could come back and kind of save himself. We were saying, please prove us wrong. Um, and he literally has never thought he would. But I, yeah. like I, the turnaround is so massive. It's such a big flip in form. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's just kind of crazy. Never thought I'd see the day where we're now sitting in fourth when we were sitting down at 11, 10, sitting on that play in playoff line. Um, but here we are. The thing and is, like, we're all mad. 
Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. You go. I was going to say it wasn't just the results um, thing either with um, with Oscar. It was a style, wasn't it? You know, and that's what we were so kind of you know um, impatient about because he is a defense-minded coach. He's made a good career in Major League Soccer on it, and um, we just weren't seeing the attacking football that you know the Wolves' investment and you know our personnel merited on the field. So whatever they did um, on the training field, you know they figured it out. I think the reason we've not had the summertime sadness this time around as well is the depth. You know, we have, this is probably the uh, the deepest Orlando City squad we've had since 2015 in MLS. So I think those things have flipped the script. I think that's a great way to, to sum it up. So we made it through the rough part of the beginning of the season. We've made it through the summer slump, um, Leagues Cup, you know, glorified friendly tournament that's now real because of Messi. Well, it is what it is. Oh, yeah, screwed over. We're in the business end of the season now. What are your expectations from the squad? And now at this point where wins mean more than anything, as you're you're fighting for your playoff spots, you're, you're fighting for that home bid, what do you want to see? What are your expectations? I want to see us continue in the vein we have been playing. I mean, we've won four of our last five games. Um, two on the road, two at home, um, you know, either side of that rail Salt Lake loss. Um, so I just want to see us continue in the same vein. When I look at the schedule and the 10 regular season games remaining, St. Louis at home next is going to be tough. I mean, they've shocked everyone this season. So that's going to be far from an easy game. But I'm confident, you know, we've started to turn around our home form unbeaten in seven at Exploria now. Who would have thought we would say something like that earlier in the season? Um, we've turned it kind of back into a fortress. Um, that's a tough game. The Cincinnati away game, you know, they're going for the Supporters' Shield too with St. Louis. That's going to be tough. Nashville's always tough, home or away. We've got those guys at Geodis Park. And then you've got the uh, the revenge match, as I'm calling it. Um, Sunshine Classico, revenge on our mind, um, September 24th. So there's some real tough games in there. Outside of that, I'm pretty confident, you know, with our road form, I'm confident anywhere we go away from home. You know, our away form is probably stronger than our home form. So, um, but looking at it, that Nashville and Cincinnati away games, I think those are going to be the toughest. Um, you know, if you ask me how many wins, ties and losses we're going to get out of the next 10 games, it's anyone's guess because this is Major League Soccer. But I think we're going to, um, you know, and I hope I'm not jinxing it, but I think we're going to get more positive results than negative. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason that we can't finish the, out the season the way we've started it. Like, not the way we started it, the way, the way that we're going right now. Let's not finish the way we started. But there's there's nothing that, other than the Antonio's Carlos, Antonio Carlos injury, there's really nothing that says we can't do this. We can't get into the playoffs and we make, and can't make a run because we know how Poppy is in knockout competitions. He gives us a chance to do something in the playoffs as soon as we get there. So I mean, you've seen like at our best, we can hang with anyone, right? Inner Miami, who is probably the most complete team right now. Ooh. Sorry, outer Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> a couple decisions go the way it's supposed to go. We come out of that game on top. So uh, at our best, I don't think anyone really can hang with us. Yeah. The other games uh, they just weren't mentioned, or maybe they were mentioned, but uh, we got Charlotte away and we're now on a, two-game losing streak to them, one of the Open Cup, and then early in the MLS season when we should have beat them, but we just we were horrific uh, that match. And we also play NYCFC in Yankee Stadium, of course, fantastic. 
Uh, and then you did mention the Toronto match at the end of the season. We already beat them at home. Last game of the season, who knows what the table's going to look like. That's going to be one where we need to go into it. We got to win no matter what. It doesn't even matter if we already have our spot locked in. It's just a thing of we're going into the playoffs after this. You need a win. You need to keep that the ball rolling, keep the momentum going into the playoffs, and then carry that in and make a deep run. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what what we all hope for in this season is not the uh, the one and done. I mean, it's going to be a little different because um, it's made my head hurt recently looking at the rules. But the uh, the playoffs is completely different this year. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> I had to read it about ten times. But I mean, it's it's best of three series, you know, yep. and uh, top four gets two home games if you need two home games to qualify. So um, it's even more important to be in that top four. But I mean, we've we've gone out of a whimper in the playoffs the last couple of seasons. I mean. We snuck in against Columbus on decision day. It was amazing the way we did it in typical, you know, cardiac caps fashion. But um, but I want to be, you know, I want us to have taken care of business um, way before decision day. Um, but, you know, looking at the schedule is probably a good thing. And I hope this doesn't come back to bite me that it's TFC on decision day because, I mean, they've been a dumpster fire all season. So currently the way that things stand in the table, if I'm not incorrect, four which is a spot they were in, would play five. Uh, I believe there's eight playoff teams after the play-in because uh, eight and nine have the play-in, I think. Um, so we'd be yeah. playing Columbus right now. And Columbus on their day can be very good. They just kind of came off a 3-0 win uh, against their rival Cincinnati. And then they've also, in their last five matches, beaten Club America 4-1 and beaten St. Louis 2-1. They drew Minnesota 3-3. Um, but then they also lost to Portland 3-2. So you really got a mixed bag of things there, and it just depends on on what comes out uh, or on what team Columbus brings out. So, like you say, it's MLS. You don't really know what you're going to get. There's also not a whole lot separating us who are in fourth from Atlanta, who's in uh, seventh right now, who's sitting on 38 points. We're on 40. So there's a lot of different options that we have in between there. Mm -hmm. yeah, we also, we have a game in hand on – uh, or no, sorry, New England have New England and Philly have a game in hand on us, and we're three points back from New England, but level on points with Philly. So we're really not that far out of second place either, depending on how things go. And that game against New England towards uh, the end of the season could actually end up being massive, uh, massive for us. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at it as well at the moment, I mean, we're eight points clear of the, um, the play-in positions, you know, so eighth and ninth. Um, CF Montreal and Chicago Fire occupy those at the moment. Same games played. So that's a healthy number, you know, a gap between us and, and those positions. Well, on the downside, there's a five-point gap between second and seventh. So yep. it's going to be tough to get that home playoff spot. It will. It will. And you just mentioned Columbus there. I mean, you know, they lost to Ryan, you know, that's going to hurt any Major League Soccer side. Losing him, you know, he was fantastic in his time over here. But they've just brought in Diego Rossi and we all saw what he did at LAFC a few seasons back. So um, mm -hmm. if it is crew, it's going to be a very, very tough game. But looking at the sides and there's very little to choose between them, we're going to have to bring our A game regardless who we play. Um, you know, there's not a lot to choose, as we well know, um, between these Eastern Conference teams. Are you going to say something? Yeah, I mean, we obviously 
you were saying about Columbus, you don't know what you're going to get. You can, the same can be said for us because on our day we can beat anybody, but also on our worst day, we've, we've seen us lose to Charlotte. We've seen us drop points. So it's just an MLS thing in general. You know, you never these teams aren't as consistent as you would like them to be. So you never know. Even the best teams in the league, they show up on their worst day. They're beat by the worst teams. So Cincinnati and Columbus, right there on the weekend. So. Yeah, there's that. And then uh, going into the playoffs, I guess if you want, you want to talk about it a little bit, the new playoff format, there's a lot of travel. You can you go home, away, home. If we end up playing Columbus, I mean, it's not the longest flight, but it's not a short flight either going from Ohio back down to Florida. Uh, if we end up somewhere else, even farther up north, I guess New England is a little bit farther up north, that might be the farthest that we would have to travel. But that's still oh, – the. The longest flight in the UK is what, probably like hour? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the distances are crazy. Um, honestly, like I said, you you guys are in the middle of the uh, central Florida summer over there at the moment. You know, I don't know how the guys play in this heat, let alone combine the travels. So, um, so yeah, um, hopefully we're not traveling too. Hopefully first we get in the playoffs, but then hopefully, you know, we're not having to travel too, too far. Um yeah, because fatigue does play a factor, as we've seen. Yeah, it'll be a tough uh, road. I'd like to say it would be easy to get Atlanta or Outer Fort Lauderdale and not have to travel that much. But at the same time, a derby matchup in a little playoff series might be a little tough. Yeah, wow. And, um, you know, the stakes have been raised, haven't they? I mean, personally, I don't know what you guys think of this, you know, um, whether you hold um, – more resentment for Atlanta or Miami. I, my Atlanta's still the team I can't stand. Um, I really don't like those guys. So Miami's creeping up, you know, with the uh, the recent meeting um, and what have you. But um, but yeah, um, wouldn't want to face any of those guys um, round one. And um, I mean, obviously, all the talk is can Miami make it? I mean, man, I hope not. But um, you never know. They definitely have a lot to do. Oh, but... God. A lot. If a they lot. sneak into the playoffs, say it again. Said if they end up sneaking into the playoffs, there's there's definitely a shout for them to be a team that's going to make a run. Yeah, I mean they could go on a run in the in the regular season and then make it into the playoffs, and then we just saw what they did in the League's Cup, help with the refs and everything. So maybe they could get that in the MLS too, and you never know what they could do. But hopefully they just don't have it in them. They're 14 points back from the playoff line right now, so but you can never count never count Messi out. So. Yeah, just give them one sniff of hope, and then they'll be right there. Well, we want to go on a little Premier League banter coming towards the end of the show. Sure. Unless Taylor, you got anything else you want to you want to talk about Orlando City, of course. Yeah, I was just going to say, like I said, we're all kind of looking ahead at the uh, the last ten games. You know, we're in the hunt now. You know, back end of the season. Um, it is Major League Soccer, so it is hard to predict, but. Something that's kind of more of a certainty and something we've seen last season. Um, Faku, Faku Torres tends to get hot, doesn't he, near the end of the season? Um, you know, he's not been in Orlando many, many years, but um, he kind of starts the season, you know, slow, gets into it and then really hits his groove um, heading into the latter part of the season. So, um, I mean, his penalty, let's just take a minute to talk about his, uh, his spot kick at fire as well. I mean, that man is ice cold um, mm-hmm. from 12 yards, isn't he? I mean... I remember when we signed him from Peñarol, um, there were South American supporters saying, you know, he doesn't take PKs, you know, he's not really that confident, he's not the guy to 
step up from them in that regard. But I mean, since he's taken over the duties, I don't think he's I don't think he's missed one, right? I think um I think he's scored every single one. Um so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do um in these ten games that remain. I mean, he's put the side on his back in the Open Cup final last season. Um he's done it in Major League Soccer before. So I'm fully expecting Faku to lead um throughout this um you know, going down the stretch. And that can only be a good thing for us. Yeah, the club and the ownership has clearly said you're you're our guy. Like you're the, going yeah. to be the face of this this team, I guess the best way to put it. Um the all their support, he definitely has all the backing. Even through his bad times, we stick with him. He still gets the start, he gets the nod. <clears throat> Every time I feel like I say it's time to rotate him out of a game, he comes in that next game and he drops <laughs> a, a brace. He gets a, a goal and assist. Like he's just that guy that you're never gonna count out because even if he's had three, four bad matches in a row, it's could turn around the next match. You could drop a hat trick. Uh, absolutely. And a, a quick word on another guy um, before we do some Premier League banter, but um, Duncan Maguire as well. You know, we already touched on it on the show that. Um, you know, he's not scored the last couple of games. The fact we're kind of, you know, half panicking about it and thinking, oh, what's gone wrong? is just a testament to how well he's done. I mean, the knack Orlando City's front office has in the draft to, you know, find these strikers that just hit the ground running is, it really is something, to be honest with you. Um, and Maguire, you know, he's turned into a fan favourite kind of almost overnight. Um, you know, the way he took that goal, his last goal at um, Atlanta United, I mean, that was a massive, massive win in our season as well. Um, the Miami one, I, I loved it, you know, earlier in the season. But my favourite result of the season so far was Atlanta United away. You know, we'd not won up there in front of a full house, only, you know, behind closed doors before. That was a big, big moment in our season. Um, you know, in front of the gate they get is ridiculous up there. So, um, you know, those kind of experiences that we've had this season under Oscar Perea, who um, as well, let's not forget as well that um, he, you know, this is the last year of his contract as well. So that's another really interesting thing happening around Orlando City at the moment. I mean, a couple months ago or a month ago, we saw the rumours of um, of Tita and it seemed to be a really strange time for those rumours to come out considering, you know, Oscar had kind of turned the ship round. Um, don't need, I'm taking those with a pinch of salt at the moment, if I'm honest with you. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Oscar, your last year of his contract, is anyone's guess, you know, whether he stays for next year or not yet. Um, but if he keeps getting these results like this, you know, and he sees he's got the team with him and they're fighting for him, then I want to see him in charge um, going forward. Yeah, I would have to agree. And before we move on, I want to say, or just ask you about one person, actually. Uh, we saw Dagger Dan start in that right back spot last night. We've seen Kyle Smith there recently. He hasn't been in great form. Mikey Holiday uh, is now coming back from his injury is dagger dan starting to write back and kind of moving up something that you would like to see or is rather have mikey come back and be more of a right back than shifting up into the midfield yeah well it's, it's good to have options um i never knew dagger dan could play right back until fairly recently so um so that's been nice um but i must say you know it's been bit part because of his injury but um i really liked what i saw from mikey earlier in the season you know we weren't necessarily getting the uh the consistency of results but um but i think he's a, a genuine talent and um you know you could see that he'd worked on his game um since last season so 
it's been a weird one right back um, this season because we were so used to having Juan, you know, and knowing what he did flying up that right side. You know, you've seen Dagger Dan over there recently. You've seen Smith. You've seen Halliday. So there's been a lot of turnover in that position because of injuries, um, suspensions, what have you. But, um, but you know, Dagger Dan drive, drove up, won the penalty. I mean, it was such a sloppy penalty to give away if you're um, if you're a fire supporter. I mean, that was just the tonic because, you know, that effectively called the game Torres's um, penalty. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I w- I'd like to see him start the uh, the game against St. Louis at the weekend at right back. I think um, I think he did a good job. Great opinion on that. And uh, how's your opinion on the Kai Havertz? <laughs> I mean, before we get into that, we could stick with the right backs. How's it going for you over there? Oh boy, I told you. He just needs to get hamstring surgery. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep it at that and then move on. Still the best right back in the league. Still the right, best right back in the world. Um. So moving on to He's healthy. Two double O twos we're coming up on Mountain Havertz. Both of the, well, all three of you actually have an opinion on this, so I'd like to hear. Well, Mount's hurt now, so he'll be out till the international break in September. Not great to see, but um, this is the opportunity for someone to step up. <laughs> what, McTominay? You never know. This is where we need Fred, the little energetic. <laughs> He's gone. In the middle line. No, that's what. Yeah. Saying. If you're so calm, like what? What has Mikhailo Mudrick done for you guys? Let's be real. Oh, uh, we still haven't heard about Kai Havertz. Dodge oh, Taylor. Dodged a bullet, Mikhailo Mudrik. I mean, he's a, he's a YouTube player. Thank God every day. He's a, he's a YouTube subject player, right? <laughs> Trussard oh, is so clear. You dodged three bullets, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, how much was Trussard in the end? You know, 35. Uh, mic, mic drop. But um, but no, going on to habits, um, I'm going to answer the question. I mean, it's early days, isn't it? You know, I don't want to be too harsh in my assessment. But um, when he signed, and it was in and around the Declan Rice signing that I'm pumped about you know and he, he's played so well in his first two games for us but mm-hmm. if we paid 20 million for Havertz then I'd be okay but, but it's the amount of money yeah. we spent on him um I mean he didn't you know he scored the Champions League final winning goal for Chelsea but besides that I mean he was a flop you know he he, he didn't do it at Chelsea um and I think I'm getting used to Arsenal just signing Chelsea players season in season out nice weird <laughs> like you know, I, I actually, you know, I think you guys know this personally as well. Like I said, Chelsea over the years, you know, like at times I've kind of, you know, hated those guys more than Tottenham, you know, because they've been winning what we want to win and stuff. So people have been calling it, is it even a rather anymore? You know, these guys are just sharing their players around kind of um, season in, season mm-hmm. out. With Havertz, you know, I'm going to give him time. You know, it's two games, you know, like I said, it's so early on, but um, Arteta sees him playing deeper. We saw it at Crystal Palace last night, a hard-fought win that we deserved. You know, um, I thought we showed brilliant grit, determination with um, playing, you know, half an hour of man light, which was a joke. But, um, but yeah, with Havertz, he's got that languid style and it reminds me of Meza Ozil. And in England, you know, we like our players to run and give it everything. Um, and maybe in, you know, a more continental league like Germany, Portugal, France, you know, you know, he's, he's appreciated more that kind of player of Havertz and Urzu on the continent compared to England. So, I mean, I'll be honest, I said it was like playing with 10 men, if you ask me for my honest opinion, against Crystal Palace. I mean, it's a, it's a weird one because some Arsenal fans afterwards were saying he had a really good game. For me, he wasn't really in it, you know. Um, guys like Eddie, you know, he missed two massive chances last night, but he won the penalty. He was everywhere. 
Havertz obviously playing deeper, you know, and wasn't doing that kind of stuff. But I didn't see too much that he was doing either, other than kind of, um, you know, he's a, he's a tall guy as well. And Arsenal haven't had tall guys for a while, but he's not the kind of powerful guy either. I think there's as many questions about him now as you had when you had him at Chelsea, honestly. Yep. Yeah, that was the whole thing when he was when when the rumors came about with Arsenal, even before you guys were were in for him. Real Madrid was in for him, and yeah. that threw me for a loop. I'm like, what is Real Madrid going to do with Kai Havertz if he can't cut it in the Prem? He's not going to cut it for them at the highest level in the Champions League. Although he did win us the Champions League, but you know, um, maybe he I, sees like a high level of coaching that Chelsea can't provide. Oh well, he supposedly has a high level of coaching. At Arsenal, no. boy, let, let him. What's the what was the term let that he used? Let, he has to gel with the squad <laughs> and with, with Mikhailo, So, got to give him time. Uh, Whereas, Mister Mikhailo has been at Chelsea how long now? Well, can I finish my statement? Because you cut me off. Go ahead, but we'll, we'll get it, to Mikhailo. The same thing uh, that you said uh, being appreciated more in uh, France or Germany. I've been saying that to Canada for the longest time. I just think the Prem is a little too fast for him. Mm. He was killing it in Germany. It's a little bit slower over there, and then. He likes, to, he likes to take his touch, pick his head up, and then try to find a pass. But the time that he takes to do it, you don't get that over there. You're doing Germany. You, I mean, you're, if you're doing Germany, you're doing France. So he could go over there and kill it. I just don't think he's at the level that the Premier League requires. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly it. You've just hit the nail on the head there. He slows the game down. And, you know, maybe that'll actually be a good thing for us going forward. Like I said, the sample size is two games right now. But when you've got, like, the electricity of uh, Martinelli and Saka, you know, and people like Trossard, you know, ambidextrous, two-footed, coming off the bench, he's in that attacker and he slows, he's the only one who slows it down. And uh, maybe that's why, you know, Arteta sees him playing a deeper role going forward. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's got to win me over, shall we say, Mr. Kai Havertz. Yeah, definitely the price tag is is a big problem. Crazy, um, I mean, crazy, crazy price. I mean, Chelsea must have been when we put that bid through. <laughs> Chelsea must have thought like, huh, what? Yeah, no, is, is there a where do we sign? <laughs> yeah, where do we sign? Exactly. Um, I do want to ask um, while we're chatting Premier League here. I do want to ask, what do you make of? Of Chelsea's spending um, in the last year, because I mean, this is un- <laughs> this, this is unprecedented in England. Like, on, honestly, yeah. I, I really want to know. No, it's a lot of spending, and I, football has kind of been ruined by the money. City's been part of it. We've been part of it. PSG has been part of it. Arsenal, United, you guys have spent a lot too. Yeah. We go off, and we also sell two hundred and fifty dollars, not the whole two hundred and fifty million pounds, euros, dollars, whatever, whatever it is. So in the almost billion pounds that we've spent, if we just got 250 mil this summer, like then you're offset. Like the net spend for Chelsea has been less than both of your clubs combined in in the summer and winter. So yeah, we're spending a lot. We're also producing academy products every year, selling those kids. No, I mean that's not a kid anymore. But you got that. We just let Lewis Hall go to Newcastle on loan. Uh, we still have Ian Matson in the squad. We had a Chalaba go. We have a Chalaba there uh, still in the squad. And there's so many others that we've sold uh, for good money. That, yeah, we're spending a lot, but we're also justifying it by selling a good amount and making that money back. Yeah. No, I hear you. Is is it too much turnover, though? And there's two questions. Is, oh, it, yeah. too much, is it too much turnover? You say yes. And 
with so many players to gel, despite making the money back, good money, we just said 65 million habits, you know, you can't turn that down. What is the expectation for the remainder of the season? Like I said, it's, it's early days, but with no European football, what is the Chelsea ambition this season? I mean, it is top four. I can't remember exactly what I said to these two, but if we don't make Champions League, it, it is not good. But now we've had Badia Shields out, Chocomeca's been hurt, and Kunku got hurt. And there were three, like, we have six people out. So as much as we have spent, and you could say we have all this depth, you still have to gel. And with this much turnover, at this point, it's not looking like it's going to go great. 3-1 away at West Ham. Uh, it's not great, though. I want it to be better, obviously, yes. But I I really don't know at this point what we're going to get. Enzo Fernandez is is world-class. I think Nkunku could be up there as world-class. Um, but when you just – Caicedo, whole, he had a blinder. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. No, Enzo, okay, he missed a pen. Calm down. World class till you get to the spot. And uh, I Nicholas did, Jones. Uh, said, yeah. I, I did laugh. I did laugh at guys say those lunge. Uh, I mean, I mean, come on. You know, I know, I know he hadn't he hadn't played a game in something like it was like sixty days. You know, stretching back to last season or something. But yeah, come on, like, there was not space to to lunge in there. Um, I mean, what I will say, like I said, it's very hard for me being complimentary of, of Chelsea or Spurs. But what I will say. Despite the result, you could see that, you know, Chelsea were kind of onto something. Um, if the penalty goes in, it's a completely different game. Yep. Um, that kind of gave them belief. So I think you have a good manager in Pochettino to figure it all out. Um, you know, Potter wasn't the one for sure. You know, I don't doubt that. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I, I think you guys about European football will figure it out um, fairly soon. Um, you've got a great game to play yourself back in the form in Luton. Um, Luton is actually a tiny town not too far from where I was born and honestly um, you guys might not know a lot about Luton at all but um, the fact they're in the Premier League is like a dream they're the only side within England that's gone all the way up the pyramid from bottom to yeah. top it's a fairy tale so um, you know their, their squad is it's a, it's a lower championship squad honestly in the Premier League so um you know, that that will likely give you your first uh, three points of the season. Knock on wood, please. Stop <laughs> it. You guys are 100% getting three points. I've, I've, grilled, I've grilled Chelsea on this Premier League, so I want to grill Man United now, and I want to ask. <laughs> a, mid a midfield combination of Mason <clears throat> um Casemiro, and um, Bruno Fernandes looks great on paper. Now two games in, we're seeing that Casemiro has been left in acres and acres of space. He can't cover the ground. Is that something Man United are going to fix in the, what have we got, like um, a fortnight until the um, window shuts? I, as much as I want them to, it's not looking likely that they do. Um, I feel like our best option would have been to keep Fred and have him play the role that Mount would have. Just have him be like that box-to-box -box that covers that space because the one thing he does provide is energy in the midfield, which I feel like is – the main thing that we're lacking in there. Um, but with the mountain going out injured, I have no idea how we're going to move in the transfer market, what we're looking for. I know we were linked with, um, I think it was Amrabat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it all, it really all just depends on what the Glazers decide to do. Yeah. But they're keeping the club now, right? 
I, I I would like to say no, but I, who knows at this point? I've seen yes, no, maybe so. Yeah. I, there's a whole mess. It's kind of the same thing with Halberts over. Well, not even close to the same thing, actually. I That was another sale that at the time I was like, oh, no, Mount Sleevey and Cobham product, blah, blah, blah. He, he loves yeah. the club. And then he yeah. saw the uh, – the clip of him and his dad sitting in the dressing room at United. And he's like, the Oh, home. Made it. Or, what are, yeah. Tony Mount is. Yeah. At New York. And then, uh, this was their star boy three years ago, by the way. Well, his... I've seen Chelsea. I've seen Chelsea supporters have made up a song for him now about, um, about. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we've had it at our club over the years, you know, all the players we've lost to Man City. I mean, you know, he, he was a Chelsea boy. So to go to Man United, I mean, uh, did you, was was you pleased with the signing of Mount? I've got to ask that as well. And do you think he's going to be a success? I be was, honest. I was pleased with it. Well, you be honest about what? <laughs> don't try to gas um, him up. Don't try to gas him up. Yeah, I thought it was a good signing. Uh, obviously, I think the price tag I thought was a little bit too much for someone who's. I think he was in the last year of his contract as well as coming off of an injury. Um, but I thought it would be be good to to start. It hasn't really worked out the best so far. He did look better in, in the game against uh, Tottenham, of course. Sure. We lost that game, but um, he's looking like he's improving. He's he's been um, working hard with Ten Hag off the pitch. So once he gets back from his injury, I guess only really time will tell. But things are looking positive. Yeah. Yeah. 11 passes, and he got more passes were completed by Andre Onana <laughs> than one of your key midfielders. Andre Onana, the wrestler. I mean, the thing is, him, yeah. him. <laughs> oh, Andre Onana, the wrestler, coming off the top. Oh, rope. good Lord. I, I, mean, I mean, we are we're two game weeks down in the EPL, and the standard of the officiating, I mean, honestly, it, it, it's been just terrible. in our match. I mean, and you know, thank your lucky star. Yeah, exactly. I mean, thank your lucky stars that um, you know he he did a badge check and he thought I'm not giving that because I mean that was the clearest penalty you will ever 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 see. I don't know what you're talking about. That was that was all clean, all ball. Um, I, I, I think there was a tweet, right? There was a tweet. Um, that, I mean, this is the Fergie era, so ages ago, the success era. But there was a tweet. There was three penalties given in a decade at Old Trafford. So the ghost of Fergie lives on. I mean, they just don't give PKs up. They just don't give PKs at Old Trafford. Yeah, I think uh, karma was paid out because we had the the handball at, at Spurs that wasn't given, which I feel like was a, a stone wall penalty. So I guess you could say one balances out the other. So yeah, yeah. Uh, in the in the Arsenal Palace match, I tell me also got screwed over with both of those yellows honestly if anything Havertz yeah. should have been given the yellow for time wasting and well, I mean, yeah, Havertz, Havertz, yeah I mean you're right Havertz took what 15 seconds and Tommy Asu took what eight seconds eight so. seconds every time he touched the ball <laughs> he was just the wrong man at the wrong place at the wrong time um and I mean the second oh, the contact, contact on Jordan I was I've watched it about 20 times it's minimal I mean you won't see a softer couple of yellow cards this season. Um, I mean, on the bat, that's compounded Timbers, you know, kind of season-ending injury as well. So, you know, we might get to uh, the international break and uh, I think we've got Zinni who's left, but we might be out of left-backs. I mean, it is honestly outrageous. And I mean, that's the thing. 
if they've set a precedent now with that Tommy Asu yellow for the time wasting, um, Arteta said it after the game, we're going to have a game this season where it'll be 8v8. I mean, if that, that's now the precedent, um, there's going to be so many red cards um, this season, honestly. So it'll be interesting to see in the, uh, the game weeks going forward. But, um, but I was fuming. Um, yeah, I was full of expletives when I saw him sent off. I'm all, I mean, I thought, you know, no way. No way. So I think I heard, I don't know if it's crossed both match weeks or just the past, five red cards issued already so far this season. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's that's a lot. That's a lot for game week two. It's ridiculous. That's a lot for right, game week so two. I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, you asked him about his title expectations or finish and stuff like that. So I want to ask Dave, and I also want to ask you, what are your expectations on United and Arsenal? Dave. Um, the Arsenal expectations, I mean, last season was beyond any of our wildest dreams. You know, top four was the aim. You know, um, top four was the aim. Said that's Chelsea's aim this season. Top four was the aim. So to push City close, you know, was something we didn't expect. Um, did we bottle it for it away? Yes, yes. Considering the lead we'd um, we'd built up, but I think you know every great sports team in history has kind of had that really low point before a high point. So, um, you know, learning what it means. And we're a young squad as well. So I'm just hoping that plays in our favour going forward. What I will say, though, now the expectations have raised. And last season was hell to follow as a supporter, honestly. It was tough kind of going week to week just to, you know, get top four. I've never looked at Man City's results over the last decade. Looking at their results and trying to match them is so exhausting. I know what Liverpool fans have been through now. Um, and especially kind of last night when you're trying to grind out a 1-0, it was tough. But my expectations, Man City are going to win it. You know, no one's done four in a row in the EPL. Um, they will. I think they'll win it again. I think they're simply too strong for as long as Guardiola's in this country. Um, but I do think we'll have a good season. Um, we've not been in the Champions League for a long time now. So we're going to have to balance that and the league, which I think will be tougher than many people think. Um, but I do think we're in for a good season. I think the power and the control that Declan Rice has brought to the team. I mean, I was so, so happy when we got his signing. And um, he is going to be worth every penny of that £105 million, I don't have a doubt. He's been fantastic, hasn't he? He has. He has. And he's just that commanding presence. And, you know, he's played two games in the Premier League for Arsenal. He looks like he's been playing there a long, long time. Um so, you know, I did, you know, I never thought I'd see the day when Arsenal would spend over 100 million on a player because we've notoriously been tighter over the years. You know, and the Cronkies <clears> have finally found their uh, their wallet in the last couple of seasons. But, um, but yeah, he's going to be worth every, every penny. Whether he's enough to bridge the gap to City, I still think not. I think, you know, I think we're a top, top striker away from really puffing my chest out and saying, yep, we're going to go and go toe-to-toe with City. I mean, Victor Osserman's the one if I was playing fantasy um, football. If we added him to this team, I'd say, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to do it. But um, I see us coming runners-up to um, to City again. Um, I just think they're too yeah. strong. You got 130 mil to show out for Osserman. That's it, right? I mean, and he, he would be worth every penny of that as well. But um, I think after Cheeky David Rara, Ivan Tony. I, I, would love to, I would love to see Ivan Tony join in um, January. Whether we do it, I have my doubts. But um, I think he's the cocky, arrogant striker we need to complete we this need, squad. We need, absolutely. 
I, I, I think he could could be the difference, but um, I just don't see Arsenal going for a character like that. But I would love if we did. Havers could play striker, in case you didn't know. All right. <laughs> he, can't, he can't play central midfield. <laughs> but no, it's going to be a really interesting season. Um, you know, like I said, Chelsea and Man United are playing catch-up early, but... Um, you know, it's it's so early, honestly. The level of with these transfers nowadays, the level of scrutiny with big money players, we're expecting, you know, brilliant straight away. I mean, everyone needs time to bed in. I think this season's gonna be more open, but I just still can't I still can't see past past City. I detest them, honestly. Um, and this is why I don't want a super team in Major League Soccer in, you know, in Miami, because it's unbearable with Man City. They're that good. They just mm-hmm. lock every game down game in game out doesn't matter whatever competition and it's boring to watch and that sounds so sour grapes and childish but for everyone else other than them it's just it's just mechanical they're robotic honestly yeah um for united i don't i don't see a way past the avengers right now i think they'll they're going to win the title again um realistically the the standard should be right now top three with Arsenal coming off the season that they did. Um, it's going to be tough, though, because you see teams like Newcastle, um, like Liverpool, like Chelsea that are um, bringing their standards up as well. Um, and I feel like we're still playing catch up with with Arsenal, with Arsenal and uh, City. Yeah, I wonder with you guys whether um, Hoyland is going to be be that guy. I mean, it's. It's such a big fee, though, and he's such a young guy. Um, but you never know, you know, you never know. He could be, he could be exactly what you need to shift Rashford back out to the left. Ideally, yeah. yeah but with with the, the injury that he has, where he'll he'll only be able to play once a week, um, that's kind of concerning. So that means Rashford's going to have to play up top. We're going to have to find another number nine that can play that position for a month or two, however long it is, until he is fully fit to to resume his duties. Yeah. Does is that a Ballon d'Or clause still active in Martial's contract? Because he could still go in and win the Ballon d'Or, right? That's true, yeah. There you got your answer right there. Ballon d'Or competitor. Maybe we'll shell out a hundred and twenty something million pounds on three midfielders and <laughs> revive our midfield like two clubs have. Two? Two. Who? Pairs. What? Two we've only done two, not three. Who? That's also dead. Denzel Caicedo. I swear there's another one. Mikhailo? He's not a midfielder, man. Uh, I mean, their whole squad is 800 mil. Yeah, they've spent a billion plus. So, regardless of who it is, you've spent 100 mils on plenty of people. And it still makes my weekends the worst. It's fantastic. Well, I think we will be runners up as well. But I think we're going to give City a run for their money. Um, I think we're a better team. I feel like City has not gotten stronger this year, but we have. But there's still the, – the level of that team is ridiculous. There's a little bit more questions to be asked of them, a little bit more gaps, especially with KDB out and Julian Alvarez trying to fill in. He had a great game last week, but we've seen in the Community Shield and in the first week he was kind of on the fringes. So – there's more questions to be asked about that team, but I think there's still, obviously, it's City. 
Yeah, absolutely. And today the news just dropped in this country that um, Guardiola's having um, surgery, so he's not actually going to be on the touchline for the next two uh, two games, interestingly. Um, bet your bottom dollar he's not going to have back surgery um, when he plays Arsenal. But, um, oh, of course not. <laughs> you know, sh- surely, surely that could only be a good thing that he's not, not down there on the touchline, you know. Maybe the players will feel even freer, you know, because he's such a disciplinarian. Little do you know, he's just going to Zoom call it in. He's going to have like a, <laughs> set a, laptop up a laptop on the side where he's just sitting Most in the likely. hospital bed doing everything. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. The two games that he misses, and if, if it is only two, it's Sheffield and Fulham. So they did it at the I right think time. You're right, don't you? <laughs> I think they'll be okay. <laughs> well, Taylor, we really appreciate you. Thank you again for your time. Thank always, you for putting yeah. up with these Chelsea United fans. I've been terrible this one. Maybe not. It's all good. It's all good. As long as we finish above you two, it's all good. Right. Hopefully City too. Hey, we can hope for the best. Uh, City's a bit of a... That's a long shot. That's a long but, shot. Yeah, you know. That's the aim. Aim high. There you go. <laughs> well, we hope you guys have enjoyed what you've heard here. Um Make sure you leave a like, hit that subscribe button. We are trying to reach 500 subscribers by the end of the season. Make sure you check out all of Taylor's content over there on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Do you want to pl- plug any of your thumbnails and uh, yeah, usernames? <laughs> thumbnails. <laughs> I'll plug them. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, get ready for our um, our stats previews that we do ahead of every Orlando City game. So 10 games left to go. You can check all of those out. Um, we are OrlandoCityUK.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Orlando underscore City UK. Awesome. And then you can check us out on Instagram at OCFanTV, on Twitter at OCFanTV22, TikTok, same thing, OCFanTV. We're on Threads, Facebook. Uh, we're out there. We're out there. You're out Go there. ahead and make sure you check the Patreon stuff if you've liked the uh, Premier League content. We do a lot of that stuff on there, so make sure you hit that $3 a month. Gets you access to all of our content, uh, fan reacts that are unedited, so there's all kinds of other stuff in there that you guys don't get to see. Join our Discord if you haven't already. Link's in there, 100% free. whole bunch of Orlando City fans in there to, for you guys to communicate, talk with. whole bunch of banter goes on in there. So, But, yeah, also thanks again to Bet Online for sponsoring this episode. Uh, make sure you guys check that code out. Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus. I said it right that time. Welcome, bon- yeah. Welcome deposit bonus. Bonus, bonus, welcome. bonus deposit welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll go. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Thank guys. You.